Hey friends, welcome. My name is Joe. This is the Joe Martino Show. If you're new and this is your very first time, welcome to the show. If you are a returning listener, thanks so much for continuing to listen. I really appreciate it. Let's talk today, first of all, about a funny email I got, but then we're going to talk about something that I think is pivotal for growth in anyone's life. And that is the axiom, the truism that safety is overrated and danger is underrated. Let's go. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, I want to get into it today kind of quickly. I was going to talk about some emails. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to talk instead about a conversation I had with someone else. Uh, The the conversation was sparked by a book that I'm reading. Um, I do want to comment, though, and thank the person who sent me an anonymous message, always the brave way to go, uh, saying that last week's episode was not my best work and that it was too short. I'm not sure what to say. Like, thank you, because if last week's, I would agree, probably wasn't my best work. Um, But literally, you took the time to just send me those few sentences. Dear Joe, just wanted to let you know that this week's episode was not your best work. Hoping for more next week. So, like, you are going to listen today when this airs, right? Not today when I'm recording this, but when this airs, you're going to be listening. So I'm thankful for that, but I am a little caught off guard with the, uh, like, that's it. That was all you had to say. So thank you, Anonymous Messenger. I actually really do appreciate that you took the time to write me, and I appreciate that you'll be listening this week or in the future. Okay, let's talk about today's topic, which is this. Maybe safety is overrated. Before we get there, let me back up and talk for a minute about how I came to want to talk about this on the show. I'm reading a book where the guy is talking about, the author is talking about different different ways you know, to govern our lives. And I was sharing one of the statements in the book with a friend of mine. We were talking about how my friend needs to make a decision. And and so we were talking. I said, you know, one of the statements in this book that I'm reading is that very rarely are there decisions where no matter what we choose, do we avoid risk. In other words, every decision you make, whatever your choices are, those choices involve risk. And risk, by definition, is anti-safe. For instance, in the book, the author... Uh, talks about finding a job and how you basically, no matter what you do, you have risk. If you stay at a job that you hate, there's risk. If you try to get another job, there's risk. You send out your resume, you're going to get rejected. In the book, the author actually says he tells his clients 50 to 1 to expect a 50 uh, rejection rate to one possible, yeah, let's talk and higher. I don't know if that's true. I don't know what the numbers exactly are, but I do know that they're high. And I find that that's a good illustration. If you're single, you can date, but that's a risk. Or you cannot date, but that's a risk. And and the book, you know, he goes on. It's not just the only thing he talks about, but it, this was the part that I was talking to my friend about. And my friend said to me, yeah, but safety is the most important thing. If you're not safe, you don't have time to ponder everything else. And then my friend went for what he thought was the killer blow in the discussion. And he said to me, don't you even say that everyone wants to be heard, valued, and safe? 
Yes, Frank. Yes, I do. Frank is not his real name. I didn't tell him I was going to be using this conversation in the podcast. I did send him a text this morning, but I haven't heard back. So I'm just going to go with Frank. Yes, Frank. I have said that everyone wants to be heard, valued, and safe. And I stand by that. But there's a reason that safe is last. And we need to define some things, right? One of the things that, that is, is happening, and I'll, I'm on record as saying this bothers me, we're changing definitions at an alarming rate in our world. And I know my friends often say to me, well, language is progressive. It grows. It changes. I agree But we're literally changing words so fast that it's hard to keep up. And one of the the byproducts of that is that we have conversations where people are arguing and they don't agree on what the terms that they're using mean. So the argument is almost pointless. And so I want to make some definitions for this episode. The first definition that I want to make is there's a difference or a definition explanations. There is a difference between safety and active threats. In other words... There's a difference between you're safe but at some level of risk for pain and someone actively threatening you. Every time you get in a car, you are not safe. Seriously, you're at a far higher rate of dying of a car wreck than you are of dying in your living room. And and some people, when they realize this fact, they fixate on that and they get something called agoraphobia and, and they struggle to leave spaces. That's a, that's a bit of an oversimplification of agoraphobia, but but it is a basic process. And, and one of the things that has happened in our society is we have spent the last 50 years talking about rights over responsibilities and safety above all. We've made safety our number one priority, and we've defined it so broadly that any risk, any threat feels dangerous. So there's good competition. That's a threat, though, because whoever loses is going to feel bad about themselves. So what did we do? We gave everybody a trophy just for showing up. I'll never forget when I was a kid, I went to my neighbor's birthday party, and everybody got gifts. I don't mean like a little like bag of candy. I mean like legit gifts. And his sister got half the gifts that he got because his, her, his, her, their parents didn't want her to feel bad about themselves. They didn't want to run the risk that her feelings would be hurt. They wanted her to be safe above all. And that is not how life works. And so we have to make a distinction between active threat and safety because many people, and and I sit with people in the room to this end often, they're stuck because they're afraid of the risk and uncomfortableness that comes with getting unstuck. And they tolerate the risk that comes with staying where they're at because... They don't think about it. That's really the only reason. Or well, sometimes they just you just stick with what you know, I suppose. So so the guy that is stuck in a loveless marriage won't go to counseling because he's afraid that he won't be able to control the situation and that the counselor will take his wife's side, air quotes. Does just dumb. I mean, certainly there probably are therapists out there that do that, but then go see another therapist. Like, that's the thing. How afraid are people of failure? How unsafe does failure feel? There is a difference, though, between being unsafe and being afraid. But often we equate safety with being not afraid. Those aren't the same thing. Just recently, I I listened to two people argue over whether or not a, a certain company should have to pay X amount of dollars and and how this person was just lucky and blah, blah, blah. 
And and so I actually I like to read those things, and so I interrupted. I said, "Hey, I'm not trying to listen to your conversation, but I am, I am curious. Have you ever read about you know Jim Smith, the the founder of this company that you're talking about? No, no, I haven't. I said, "Well, you you should. He actually grew up uh, with a single mom in a lower uh, income family, and took huge risks to get where he is today. Huge risks to get to where he is with the company today." Oh, well, that doesn't matter. He just got lucky. I'm like, well, then you should go start a company. Like, if you could do better with that kind of money, the beautiful thing about America is anybody can become rich, and you don't have to kill anybody to do it. You don't have, you know, for for millennia, how, how you moved your station in life was you killed people, and you took their stuff, and we called it plunder. The The beautiful thing about capitalism is you anybody can go make money, go start a business. Well, I don't know what business to start. Well, you know, XYZ company didn't exist when Jim Smith started it. And in fact, many people told him it wouldn't work. The the founder of Ring, now I don't know his background, but the founder of Ring went on Shark Tank and, and those people told him that his idea would never work. Here's the difference between many of those people. Now, certainly some of them inherited the money and they did it with it, but there's lots of stories of people who went and did things from really bad situations. And the thing of it is, is they were willing to risk. They didn't value safety above all. In many cases, they risked everything. Uh, I often think of Abraham Lincoln. The dude failed so much. Now, he did succeed a lot. Uh, there's different. If you read different biographies of him, there's different times where he succeeded and it was amazing. Or George Washington. George Washington, I'm just going to go on record and say this. He was a terrible general. During the Revolutionary War, he made so many stupid mistakes that got people killed. We would go nuts today if we had journalists embedded with him. And yet, when it all came down to it, he won the war. Right? He took risk. You cannot value safety more than anything else. My wife and I were talking about this this morning. If we valued safety above everything else, I wouldn't be in this job. I would not be doing a podcast. If you want to experience something unsafe, go create something. Now, here's the thing. When I was talking to my friend, I don't remember what name I gave him. Frank. Here's the thing. When I was talking to Frank, he probably didn't mean these things. But that's why definitions matter. When we say things like, hey, safety is all important. In fact, a friend of mine and I were talking a couple weeks ago, and, and I said to her, I said, hey, life isn't lived in these cute little meme sentences. Now, I, I have a company that literally churns out memes all day long. The, our Joe Martino Counseling. Uh, by the way, if we haven't connected on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Joe Martino Counseling. Uh, we also have an Instagram account. Uh, just search Joe Martino Counseling. And literally, it is full of little sayings. A couple weeks ago, somebody put up one, or uh, somebody put up a question about one that said, don't allow people to treat you in a way, to be honest with you, I don't remember exactly what it said, but, but the word allow seemed to bother the guy. He was a preacher. Uh, and he asked me if I had a podcast on it. And, and in truth, I hadn't even read the meme at that point. Um, you know, we are a company. That means we do hire people to do some of this stuff. I told him I didn't, but I do agree with the sentiment of the meme, and so maybe I'll do a podcast on that. There's risk there because people are going to criticize you, and criticism is painful. And often we define safety as something that involves no pain, no risk. So if that's your definition, there's no starting a company, there's no writing a book, there's no podcast, there's no nothing because you could fail. 
and failure is painful and failure is risk and failure isn't safe. I literally know a guy who, I don't know, he's in his late 60s, maybe early 70s. I don't know how old he is. Uh, but, but he is miserable. He's miserable. And do you know why he's miserable? He's miserable because his entire life, he essentially just chose the things that he hated because they were safe. Often, when people are trying to control things, what they're doing is they're trying to avoid danger, what they perceive as danger, and, they're tr- and they perceive any risk as danger, so they try to control things. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but when... Uh, the guy from the office, what's his name? Steve Carrell, Carroll or Carell, I don't even know how you say his name. When he told some other actor, Paul Rudd, who, I'm not even sure who Paul Rudd is. When I heard this story, I had to look it up. Uh, but he told Paul Rudd that he was auditioning to be in the office, which was based off of a British show. And, and the other guy, Paul Rudd, told him, don't do it. It's a terrible idea. The show will never be as good as the British version. And, and maybe it isn't, but it certainly made that character pretty famous, or that character and that person pretty famous, and it's launched a lot of careers when you look at what's happened for people after they left that show. But again, if safety was the number one choice, perhaps Steve Carell would not have auditioned for the show. Safety cannot be paramount, and you have success in life. I'm just going to say that. With the caveat, if you were listening a few minutes ago, I also said... Life isn't lived in little statements. So here's what I want to say. The absence of pain, the absence of the possibility of pain, the absence of the possibility of hurt is not actual safety, right? I I talked about the guy who who doesn't go to marriage counseling. I talked about the guy who's in his late 60s, 70s. He's always chosen safety. The woman who's recently divorced and is dating a guy with more red flags than the Chinese soccer team will keep dating him because the idea of dating a multiple people, going out on a date with Jim on Friday and some other dude two weeks from now, and getting to know them and letting the process slow roll seems incredibly dangerous because she's older now. She's divorced. She's never been married. I don't know what it is. But for whatever reason, the clock inside her head says, danger, danger, danger. And her brain says, go to safety, go to safety. And that isn't how it works. Okay, Joe, so what do you mean when you say everybody wants to be heard, valued, and safe? If safe is so blah, 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 why is it on that list? Because the safety we're talking about, or I feel like we should be talking about, is am I safe with you? If I have an idea, can I trust you with it? I think we're confusing the word safe and the word trust completely, or or we're not we're, right, right. We're not. We're not seeing the the nuance there. And and this is my problem with the meme society that we've become. This is my problem with the just come up with the cute little saying society that we've become. There's nuance, and those things tend to kill nuance. And that's what that's what we want to avoid. And so, if you want to do anything in life, yes, you need to surround yourself with safe people, people that you can trust to not only support you, but to also tell you where they think you're off the rails. This is another thing that the worship of safety has cost us, is that we have moved to a society where when somebody tells us something that they think we're off the rails about, we call them a hater, we call them unsafe, and we get rid of them. That isn't how it works. Look, I love to hunt. Uh, For years, I've avoided saying that on this because I didn't want people to stop listening if they were anti-hunting. To be honest with you, I just don't care anymore. Uh, But I love to hunt. I'm also terrified of heights for for a lot of reasons that I'm not going to go into here. 
And one of the best ways to hunt is to go up a tree. And so every time I do it, I get I get all sorts of scared. And there is a danger in it. There is a danger in it, right? When you go up that tree, you could fall. In fact, I know a lot of people who have fallen. So you mitigate that danger by taking safety precautions. I wear a harness that straps to my body. Uh, it's the one of the only times I wear my Apple Watch anymore because if I fall and I can't get to my phone, my, my watch will detect the fall and make calls for me. Or I can say, hey, Siri, call so-and-so if I'm conscious. Right? So I mitigate the danger. But here's the thing. There's no such thing as going up a tree and being 100% safe. It might You might reduce it down to 1%. You might reduce it down to 0.001%. I don't know. You might reduce it down to 5%. But there's no such thing as going up off the ground into a tree 20, 22 feet up and having zero risk and being 100% safe. And one of the things that we've done is we have married our, our all-or-nothing thinking in our society and we have and we have taken that all or nothing thinking we have married it to this idea that safety rules above all and so what we do i mean just if you don't what we do is we vilify anyone who tolerates unsafety the lack of safety more than we do if you don't believe me just just think about how the conversations about coronavirus have gone the friends who are like you know what the constitution does i literally have a friend who i truly respect and i truly care for say uh, expletive the Constitution, this is bigger than that. Everybody should be forced to get the vaccine or, and then insert all sorts of negative consequences. I have another friend who was like, I don't care if, insert really large number, I don't remember exactly what it was, people die from the virus, they should be allowed to choose because the government making choices for us about our health care is super dangerous. They probably said uber dangerous because they, they use that more than super. I hate that we use the word super for very. It isn't actually what it means. Once again, words matter. Uh, right? It, both of them are afraid. Both of them perceive danger and they want to eradicate it. That is a great recipe for a really dissatisfying and hard life. So we need to surround ourselves with people who are safe. We need to engage in safe thinking, right? When I get in my truck, I put on my, my seatbelt. And yes, I know people who, I actually know a person who is, I know, I know more than that. Wow, now as I'm saying this, I can think of a three, four, four people in my life who have all survived a car wreck because they weren't in their seatbelt. And I've heard countless other stories about it. But I live my life out of probabilities. And the probabilities are if I have my seatbelt on, I am far more safer in a car wreck than I am without my seatbelt on. And so I wear my seatbelt, but it doesn't eliminate the risk. I know people who have died still strapped to their seatbelt. I know people who have died not strapped to their seatbelt. So it, it, it comes down to, I, I'm never going to talk to somebody about, well, it'll just remove all, all of the danger. That's not true. It will remove much of the danger, perhaps, when you look at numbers and probabilities, but even with people, and I've talked about this ad nauseum with you, even people are going to hurt you. They're not all going to be safe. And one of the things that I think is most difficult is for people to realize that there's a lot of people who hurt us because they're hurt. It doesn't make it right, but it should give us a position of empathy, a position to ponder. And it should also give us a metric for how much we share with that person. When I talk about herd valued safe, and I said this to Frank, I said, you know, Herd valued safe means there are things that I'll talk to 
uh, my wife about that I won't talk to anybody else about because I'm the most heard, valued, and safe with her. I have a couple friends that there are a lot of things that I'll talk to about, but not everything that I'll talk to my wife about. And those couple friends here far, 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 far more than anybody else in, in, in my universe because they have proven themselves to be safe. I am not saying that we shouldn't seek out safe people, that we shouldn't seek out safety. I have a roof over my house because it provides safety for my family. It provides shelter. But it's not perfect. We run the risk of fire. terrifies me when I stop and think about it. It's not perfect. But it is better than no roof, right? My vehicle, we've already covered that. Here's what, here's what I'm hoping for you today. I'm hoping that at the very least I will grab hold what I imagine for many of you is this rock bed of this idea that safety is paramount. Before you can do anything else in life, before you can take any chances or before you can find any growth, before you can start your own business, before you can write a book, before you can begin trying to lose weight, before you can do anything, you have to be safe. I actually think that one of the reasons our society seems to have a lot more anxiety in it is because we don't know how to tolerate the lack of safety, the lack of complete safety. And when we couple this with all or nothing thinking, we tend to create more pain for ourselves, not less. So I'm hoping that this episode will, will just get you to start thinking about how much danger are you willing to tolerate in your life? What is something that you want to do that requires danger? Where do you see yourself attempting to control everything and anything rather than rolling with the punches? And how might that be tied to a feeling, a, a impression, a sensation of a lack of safety? Now, this next part, I'm a little nervous to say because I, I know that there's still going to be some people who are fraught with all or nothing thinking. They're going to take this in a way that I would not, if I actually knew their story, encourage them to take it. How many relationships have you killed because you're not willing to tolerate any amount of, of, of danger, any amount of a lack of safety? And this is because we tend to find our all or nothing thinking married to the idea of boundaries. In fact, I was talking to a counselor today who told me that uh, one of her clients had terminated with her. And I was like, oh, really? Why? You know, is she better? That's great. No, no, no. It isn't because she's better. It's because she read the book Boundaries and literally interpreted it that everything was about her. Anything she didn't like, she could draw a boundary around. Anything that she found to be uncomfortable, she could draw a boundary around. And she called boundaries essentially do what I want you to do or else. And, and that isn't good boundaries. That's narcissism and selfishness. And I was like, let me guess. When you brought this up to the client, they decided to terminate. Ding, 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 ding. They drew a boundary around the therapist. I actually think it's kind of funny. Uh, and sad at the same time. A little bit in my field, you have to find things funny that maybe aren't funny because otherwise you, you will cry a lot. And, and so I want you to consider what is the amount of danger that you're willing to tolerate? What's the amount of risk? Now, look, if somebody is actively creating an unsafe environment for you, they're calling you names, they're uh, abusing you verbally, emotionally, physically, whatever. This is not what I'm talking about. But we can't take that kind of safety, and which is, everyone is entitled to, and translate it to zero danger for the rest of our lives. If you're going to start school, there's danger there. Like, like let's just say you're a middle-aged woman, 45 years old, 46 years old, and you want to go back to school. I know, I know someone in this situation. Then do it. Well, I might fail. You might. 
I might drop things. You might. There's risk. Risk is part of life. Danger is part of life. So, so this is why today's episode is entitled Safety is Overrated and Danger is Underrated. I want you to think about things that you think are dangerous that you avoid, but if you didn't think they were dangerous, you might engage. How might you mitigate the danger? So I'm not going to climb a tree without a harness, not even to check and make sure that my tree stand has good field of view. A buddy of mine and I, we put a tree stand up and I climbed up in it without a harness. It was awful. I'm just not going to do that ever again. And and I told him that. And and I don't mind climbing when I have the harness on. I'm not a big fan of it, but I know I'm mitigated. If I fall, it'll be uncomfortable, it'll be painful. But I have safety precautions in play. What are the safety precautions you could put in play that would enable you to go do the thing that you want to try that you're not trying because you value safety above everything? All right. Thanks so much for listening. I imagine that there's going to be some feedback on this. I'm hoping that you're going to have some thoughts. Email me. Let me know. Joe at JoeMartino.com. Please, 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 please put podcast in the subject line. You might even want to put today's episode number or something like that, just so I know. Uh, I do have a relatively stringent uh, spam filter, and sometimes it catches things that it shouldn't. I do want to hear from you. I want to have the conversation. I want to engage in this because I really think this is a key element for people to achieve the things in life that they want to achieve. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Please share this with three of your friends. I think there's a benefit to that for you in that anytime we share something that we find meaningful with people, it enhances our own lives. So pick three people. Hey, here's something to consider. It does certainly benefit me. I wouldn't deny that. Uh, It benefits me in that I'm trying to get this word out to as many people as I can without ever using advertisements. And if it's helpful, it'll benefit them. So it's a win-win-win. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.